are Hope Church Guildford. This is a recent recording from our Sunday morning gathering online. Please go to www.hopechurchguildford.com for more details. We look forward to getting to know you. Now, part of our vision as a church is to be a people on mission, be a people who share God's love that he's shown us to others. And this morning, as I mentioned right at the start, is Mission Sunday. And so in a couple of minutes time, I'm going to be interviewing a great couple in our church and they're called Paul and Joe. And Paul and Joe are going to be heading out in just a few months time, really, at the beginning of spring to the Middle East. And they're going to do that to plant a church. You know, God has been calling them over the last couple of years to that. And I'm really pleased to say that they're not alone in it. There will be a team going, obviously, our churches behind that, other churches and uh, the movement and the family of churches that we belong to, Commission and Catalyst as part of the New Frontiers uh, bigger picture are involved in that as well. But we'll let you know more about that in a few minutes time. What I'm going to do in this first of the three Mission Sundays is to really hear from them about how they got to this point, how uh, God has called them on this adventure. I'm praying and hoping that you will be inspired for all that they might do, but also that um, you'll be inspired about how you can also be on mission for God right here where, where you live. Now, in order to help you engage in this morning, um, we've set up a a questioning uh, Slido, um, which you can do. So the details are on the screen. If you go to slido.com, like on your phone or device, and put in uh, Hope Church, then what you'll be able to do is ask us a question. You can do that anonymously, or you can you can tell us who you are, uh, and uh, we can we'll answer your question. And I'll make sure that we've got a bit of time to get those questions to Paul and Joe this morning. So you can do that live in real time, and and I'll ask Paul and Joe those things. You can also, if you see a question that um, you were going to ask, rather than writing it again, what you can do is put a thumbs up on the question that's already there that is basically what you want to say and those will go to the top and those with the highest ranking uh, ticks or whatever uh, I know that they're the ones that most people want answered or, or asked and then answered great so yeah it's slido.com and hashtag hope church to get to that but let's bring in Paul and, and Joe and uh, I yeah it's so good that you're you're able to be with us uh, this morning. And so uh, just why don't you just, you know, let us know how you're both doing. How was your Christmas? Um, you know, how, how are you getting on and, and how has life been for you in this season? Yeah, um, we're doing well. It's been a nice Christmas, obviously um, different to anticipate, but it's been um, yeah, a lot of just nice time together at home, really Zooming family and reading and walks. So it's been a, it's been a good restful time. Yeah. Good, good stuff. So, um, so obviously, I've set, we've set it up. We've we've told people that you're getting ready to uh, go and and plant a church in the Middle East. And I guess it'd be great to hear from you. How have you come to this point? It's quite obviously a big move. It's it's uh, yeah, brave and faith filled. But how have you got to this point of of being on this adventure? Yeah. So our journey started about two and a half years ago. 
So um, spring 2018, when we, through, mutu through a mutual friend, met the team leaders that are heading up the team um, that we're now part of. Um, and they invited us along to an event that they were being being part of called Unreached, which is a, a event run by um, Catalyst, which is another sphere within New Frontiers. And it focuses a lot on church planting, um, not just in the Middle East, but all, all across the world. So we went along to that in the summer of, of 2018. Um, and when we were there, that was really God just sort of starting to open up our hearts and our minds really to the thought of what church planting might look like whether or not this could be something that we that we did um, and we spoke with one of the leaders of that event a guy called Andy McCulloch and he had a prophetic word for us just that God would make it really clear to us um, when he called us to go uh, what that would look like and when that would be um, and then we just kind of sat with that really for the next sort of year or so. Um, Jonathan, say about what happened after that. Yeah, I mean, I think being totally honest, we didn't hugely pursue it in that in that year. We were at a place where we were working out various things that were kind of going on in life and trying to work out what the next thing uh, kind of was. But we we encountered the the guys who were leading the team a number of times in the year. We had a number of connections um, just randomly, like with the place and stuff like that. So it kind of kept popping up into our minds, but it wasn't something that we totally did. Um, anything with but we went along to the same event on reach again in 2019 and um again in the summer and it was at that time that god really spoke to us clearly that no this was something that he wanted us to be um involved with and so initially through kind of a prophetic picture shared by um by by someone who's, who's on the team um god spoke to us both individually gave us a really deep sense of conviction that this was something that we should be a part of and it, it was uh, it kind of broke through, I think, some resistance in us, particularly me, I think, um, to be willing to do it, to be, to be honest, and sort of just putting, uh, yeah, just the weight of, uh, of no, this is important that you do this on us. But I think we both felt a sense of release, a sense of peace almost, that we'd been pushing something aside that God was speaking to us about. And what really kind of nailed us for this was um, Guy Miller, who leads commission, he he was speaking and he came over to, to me towards the end of the day and... Um, Guy, guy doesn't know either of us at all and just sort of said God's given you know I just feel God's given a word um for you and it was essentially you need to stop wavering and sitting on the fence and commit to what you know God is speaking to you to do and you need to be willing to take the first step in courage God's called you to be a leader and like God said to Israel um Elijah said to Israel on Mount Carmel you know it's how long we gone limping between two opinions if the Lord is God serve him and it just it was the moment for us it was like oh yeah okay now we're going aren't we but it just put a weight of what was going on I think in for us in almost in our just in our discipleship this was a really key moment mm. for us to actually make that choice and to stop trying to kind of hold intention I will follow you God but I kind of want to do my own thing um but really forced us to go actually no no this is this is important that we take this step um so then kind of after communicating with our elders with the other guys in the team the kind of apostolic leaders and stuff we uh, we kind of came to the place of saying yes we'll be on the team yeah yeah and uh, it's been quite a journey i guess having um you know we were planning to be going last uh, you know last summer and uh, uh coronavirus had different plans but it's great that we can uh, yeah obviously there's a bit some adjustments and uh, that we can uh, be in this position again and so 
you're heading out into into the Middle East, and it'd be obviously that's it's very different uh, from what we know here in Guildford. Can you give us some, a sense of um, what is the culture like where you're going um, to to help us understand? You know, in our living rooms here in, in Surrey, what what it, what is going to be like for you when you get there? Hmm. So um, some kind of key things that will probably be different. Um, one is religion is just far less segregated um, from everyday life. And, you know, we kind of have that kind of secular kind of divide here, but that's much less of a thing. Um, so religion plays a significant role in shaping culture. Um, it's much more of a collectivist society. So your identity is much more shaped by kind of, you know, your heritage, your history, your family, where you're from, um, and all those kind of things. And the, uh, the communal impact is, is the important thing more than the individual kind of in, uh, influence of choices in life and those kind of things. The, the, the thought how that affects the wider community is much more of a, of a concern. Um, people spend a lot of time together. Um, hospitality is a really significant part of, of society, coming together to share time in people's homes, eating food, um, just much less of a private life. People are just in your life more. Um, and there's also, there's a lot of diversity in terms of both ethnicity and class. Um, and um, wherever you go in the Middle East, you'll find find that kind of diversity, especially current times, huge refugee kind of situations in most nations around there. So um, yeah, there'll, there'll be a great, like economically, an even more significant kind of divide than what we're familiar with. And, but also just people from all over the place. Um, people are very, yeah, again, those kind of like reasons of having to move, but people do just shift around a lot in that area. So there'll be lots of people with different backgrounds from different contexts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So quite quite a change from I guess from what we're used to. Um, and so when you get there, so you're going to land in, you know, just over a few months' time. When you get there, what does you know, what does it look like to plant a church? You know, what are the first steps? What what happens and, and, and what, what will you be doing? Um, yeah. Yeah, so um, obviously it will look quite different to what church as we know it here has looked like. So as part of our team, there are six adults going and five children, um, all of who are under uh, 11, I think. So um, we're, yeah, there's, the, the 11 of us going. Um, initially, that will look like um, lots of listening. <laughs> once we can, especially once we can learn, uh, learn the language and we can um, start to establish what sort of questions are people asking? You know, what is it that their sort of barriers to, to Christianity are? A lot of people um, will already have a faith. A lot of people will be from a Muslim background. So what sort of questions is it that they're really asking about who Jesus is? Um, just trying to find out, you know, we don't want to go in and say, we're assuming that these are the questions that you're asking. So here, therefore, here are the answers. We really want it to be that we're listening as to what are people really wanting to find out and how can we help sort of show who Jesus is in that culture? And in that context, um, and kind of what does that religious expression look like? What do what do people who are already in the in the culture? Um, how does religion play a part in their lives? As Paul was mentioning, it's the two are so intrinsically linked um, in Middle Eastern cultures. It's kind of yeah. How do we how do we uh, witness in that in that environment? Um, and then I think. It will, yeah, it will be a lot of sharing time together, 
fellowshipping together in each other's homes, um, especially us as a team when we first land, as there is just going to be the, the six adults, five kids, that will be probably meeting together, um, you know, doing Bible studies, uh, discipling one another, sharing life with each other. Um, and then the aim, will, the whole aim is to, through language as we're learning that as well, starting to make friendships with people, developing those relationships, um, so that we can then start to talk to those people um, from a place of relationship about who Jesus is and um, what he's done in our lives and therefore, you know, what he could do in their lives. Um, and that that gift is open, open to them as well. Um, and a, a longer term goal will be that we do hope one day that there will be at least some sort of semi-public gathering. Um, but that will obviously be longer down the line and we're not sure exactly what that will look like but that is the hope um, that one day that will be possible so that people can bring others in um, and they get to experience Jesus as well yeah 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 great yeah that's, that's really really helpful and um we've we've had a couple of questions coming in already um so I'll just I'll I'll go I'll go to some of those uh put, put you on the spot um and so if you just if you want to uh, just to remind you what those details are, go to slido.com and then put in hashtag Hope Church and you can also ask a question there. And so, yeah, there you go. We've got a couple of questions already. And the first one I'd like to put to you then. So there's lots of different places you could go to. You could stay here. You could go to uh, many different places all around the world. Why is it? Obviously, we're not uh, given the details exactly where the location is for security reasons, but why, why the Middle East? You know, why, why not? anywhere else in the world um i think a big part for us is that what we specifically spoke god speak to us about was this place and this team at this time and so there's just a simple this to us was obedience to the call of god i think why, why is it significant more widely um we're very familiar with seeing the middle east on the news we're familiar with crisis with division um with all you know, it's usually on the, on the news for the worst reasons. Um, and it's easy for us to look at it and go, we want it to be different. How can this place exist like this? This is horrible. Um, the, the method we normally use is to send armies in, but, but wouldn't it be wonderful if we can see it changed by the power of the gospel? And um, I think the most, our, our hope for change is through God and his method he uses in the world is people. And so if we look at places and we go, oh, my word, we just want to see the power of God break into this place. Then it means people going. It means building together communities that follow Jesus, uh, that, that learn to do community in a way that that God would would have us do as an alternative community in a divided world. And so we, we believe that the hope for the Middle East, as is all the world, is the gospel and the power of God breaking in. Um, but that involves that involves people. And, um, you know, we don't we don't want to look on from afar and just say, why can't they sort their problems out? But we want to go. We want to be active. And we want to say, as you know, it's it's the gospel that changes people. It's the gospel that brings power and transformation to communities. And how amazing would it be if such a divided place of, of such difficulty, um, of such, you know, just the worst things that we see. How amazing would it be if, if a, a solid, resilient church community can be established, can be effective and influential in such a place so yeah yeah amazing i mean yeah amazing what and it's so true isn't it I, and 
you know, the reality is that there is a, a mandate, I guess, on all Christians to share the good news of Jesus. That's what Jesus encourages us to do, isn't it, with, with everyone. And, and uh, we know that there is a, a picture of the future of all nations, all tongues, all uh, languages, all, you know, all peoples uh, together worshipping God. And so it's all it's almost like not not why but well why not you know actually and and i know from from for me and my experience and the experience that i know of many people is that um it's god often puts a place for you and he calls you to it and and so it's you could go somewhere else jonah decided didn't he to go somewhere else but ultimately god sent him back to Nineveh. you know and it's not you know for if you're not called there, then it doesn't make sense. But when you know you are, then, you know, you can either be obedient or disobedient. And I know certainly that was my journey coming to, to Guildford. It was, it was just a case of, well, am I going to trust him or aren't I? And, uh, and it's great seeing your journey together. And um, I will, we've got a few more coming up. I'm just going to take one and then I'll, I'll carry on a few extra questions. And the, the other question I want to take that's come up is, um, you know, obviously over this year, it's been challenging and um the you know there's been delays there's been um you know uncertainty about the whole coronavirus and what's been going on and so the question i want to go to is how, how have you seen kind of god's provision and his faithfulness to you in over this year even amongst all the kind of delays and the change plans how you know how yeah how 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 has that how, how have you kind of walked through this year um yeah and what have you found encouraging i guess yeah, I mean, it has been really hard. Um, I think every single person that has, that has walked through this year can relate to the fact that it has been difficult for everyone in different circumstances. So like, like Chris was mentioning, like you were mentioning earlier, um, our initial plan was to move um, August 2020. Um, so the fact that we're still here has been a huge change in plans. Um, a lot of that has obviously been due to COVID, um, uh, just meaning that we haven't been able to get to the country we're planning to go to. There's now been another change in that we're now going to a, a different country initially um, to start our language learning um, before then moving on to this other country. So there's been a lot of changes, but I think, I mean, God is just so faithful. The fact that we have had this year to where life has really slowed down, um, you know, our lives were very busy beforehand. I think a lot of people have found that. And um, it has really just enabled us to pause and really evaluate, especially in light of this journey that God has called us on in this season, to think through what are our priorities? Is God really the first and most important thing in our lives? Um, are we really putting him above our comfort, above our jobs, above security, above our health, all the major things in life that, especially in the West, that we build our, our lives around, all good things, absolutely all good things. But I think God has really been challenging us um, to just really think through, have we started to put those good things as idols in our lives? I think we've definitely journeyed through yes to a lot of those things we had been putting those above above him be it subconsciously or intentionally 
Um, and I think this year in slowing down, in everything becoming uncertain, he's really started to strip that away in our hearts and really just um, questioning us, I think, to say, is he, is he worth it all? Is he above it all? Um, you know, we sing it on a Sunday, but do we believe it in our hearts? And I think that's just been a real challenge for us. Um, and, you know, there's just been so many moments of answered prayers on this journey. The fact that there has been so many disappointments, delays, changes, and yet amongst all of that, uh, we have such a settled peace that God is in control of all things. Um, that he knows none of this is a surprise to him. COVID isn't a surprise. Uh, us now changing our plans isn't a surprise. And I think, um, yeah, there have just been lots of answered prayers, people being re really generous in just supporting us, praying for us, uh, gifting us um, finances and things like that to help us in our journey. Like it's just been, um, yeah, amazing to see God's provision. So good. You're, you're both so inspiring uh, to, to all of us. And um, so I'm, I'm going to combine a couple of questions here. What? So you're going to the Middle East. Is, is that the only way to do mission or, or what does mission look like for us here in in Guildford? And, you know, how would you encourage us to, to do that in in the UK? So to, I guess to kind of draw together some things that will be applicable to us in moving but also would apply equally here i think firstly mission looks like going so for us we're going a long way um, but mission always involves being active moving towards rather than waiting for people to come and so in the uk you know that's the same that's the same story with that's near or far there's a sense of active moving towards i think secondly realizing that um it's not our mission we're all dependent on god for the future we fit into the same big story Again, whether in Guildford or the Middle East or anywhere, you know, our message is through the death and resurrection of Jesus. God is drawing people to himself. He's building a faithful church worldwide um, and Jesus is going to return and give life to those who trust in him and his new creation. So um, our message is the same. Our hope and motivation is the same. Our goal of leading people towards God, partnering with him on his mission, in his story is the same um, for all of us. And in terms of you know, approach, um, you know, our anticipation, like Joe was saying, for how we might go about uh, witnessing and discipling is likely to be a lot of, you know, seeking out context to meet with new people, practicing hospitality in other people's homes, in our, in our homes, you know, aiming to learn deeply about other people's lives, demonstrating what it would look like for them if they were to follow Jesus, so they could see what that might, that might be like, having conversations about the Christian message, looking at the Bible together, especially the gospel, seeing what the life of Jesus looks like, um, seeing new believers and seekers coming together in small groups to be discipled and coming together under the authority of scripture to learn and be transformed. All that stuff obviously could translate straight into our our context in, in the UK. And so, you know, that's what we're aiming to be doing, but it's it's the same stuff that that would, would be happening here as well. Mm -hmm. And I think... Yeah, oh, so just to add, to that, no, I was just going to say, I've been really um, challenged recently by the story in the Gospels of the Jesus with the woman at the well. Um, and I don't know if you've seen it, but we've recently watched the series The Chosen. Uh, very, very much recommend it if you haven't seen it. It's a biblical sort of uh, a narrative, what's the word? Um, a dramatization of uh, 
Jesus's life um, and it's, it's done really well but there's one scene where uh, Jesus is with the woman at the well and he I was obviously explaining to her about who he is and she has this incredible moment of revelation and it's so well acted but um she just has this moment and she's just like I'm going to tell everyone and then she runs off down this hill and it's obviously quite a dramatic scene but I think that's really just spoken to my heart um over the past sort of month or two of just you know we have those moments of revelation from God don't we and then how much that the response comes from those moments of revelation and actually you know are we are we seeking God for those moments of revelation are we seeking him for who he is and especially in sort of us going but just generally if we're here too even if we were staying um you know I think we've got to be seeking God for for more of who he is learning more of his character um so that that response can come from that revelation that we have of who he is you know how much easier is it to share with people um about someone that we know than it is about someone that we're kind of an acquaintance with if someone asked me to describe Paul I'd be very happy to do that it'd be really easy to do because I know him really well if someone asked me to describe a friend that I've not seen for five years it would be much more difficult and you know how much are we yeah are we pursuing him uh, and his heart to then transform us to then have that response of I'm going to tell everyone uh you know I, I have that desire to go and and tell people and I think just yeah to to encourage us all I think to uh, really be seeking God for who he is and the transformation that then comes in our hearts after we have that revelation and let that then be what motivates our response to then go and tell people to go and share who he is uh, to, to witness for him wherever we are yeah uh, that's I mean it's just so helpful and um and encouraging and because it's easy isn't it for a few years to go by and for us not to have spoken to anyone about Jesus um who, who doesn't know him and um and about God and and that's why I love being part of a church that's on the move getting ready to you know to to send you because what it does is it raises the spiritual temperature of all of us and reminds us of the kind of the urgency of the gospel and you know and um and it's so you know all that you sh both shared there about you know just getting to know people you know getting to know Jesus allowing him to transform our hearts so that we can tell describe him well to others and 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 doing it in all those simple ways having a meal being interested in them so so helpful so um so you we just I'll do a couple more questions then I'll go back to the slide for some quick fire ones as how are you feeling you know you're about to embark on on this journey you know how are you feeling about it as you get ready to yeah to embark on and um and how long how long are you going for is it that's that is one of the slide day questions you know is it lifelong is it just a few years you know what's how are you feeling and, and for how long yeah so uh feelings <laughs> uh it's definitely been a roller coaster i think uh this this journey has caused us probably to feel every single emotion I think it's probably possible to feel. Um, there have definitely been high moments, like we were saying, of God's just faithfulness, provision, real revelation of who he is, um, his heart for seeing lives transformed and the way that that is really changing us. 
uh, you know, we're, we're definitely not saying that we've got any of this sorted. We are just at the start of a journey and we are, you know, learning and being convicted of all these things um, daily. <laughs> uh, so it has definitely been a journey in that sense, but it has, has definitely been hard. I think um, COVID has, has added to that a sense of sort of isolation from friends and family. Obviously, calls like this and Zoom and things like that are amazing. Uh, but as we all know, it's not a, not a replacement for face to face. And I think um, it has been difficult journeying through just how we leave well uh, with maybe not being able to see friends and family either, you know, at all for some from for some friends that live far away or if it is uh, obviously we want to be able to try and see as many people as we can. But that's going to look very different. That might mean a socially distanced walk rather than being able to, you know, spend proper time with them and give them a hug goodbye and things like that so that's been a real a really hard thing to journey through I think um do you want to add a bit no, I mean I think all the same I think I think we can definitely say that through this process both through coming to go and also through this year and journey through going in such a time I think we've we've changed enormously and it has been hugely difficult but I think um you know it's, it's totally done as good and um and it's yeah it's hard but it's healthy um and I think so in terms of time frame um so we we will commit to this for five years as as a team that's what we're saying um and that's because we're going to spend the first two or three years full-time language learning so it's you know there needs to be a decent chunk of time to to then actually make that worthwhile we might be there longer um we don't know but we're saying that's that's kind of the minimum um and we also humbly acknowledge there are external factors and we can't predict the next five years so but that's in terms of our commitment to it that's what we're saying that's where we're going to be that's where we're going to give ourselves to for the next five years plus and you know who knows what um we'll wait and and see where god leads us at that point and what the situation looks like there and what we're doing and all those things we just don't know yet but for the next five years of our life this is what we're saying we're giving ourselves to great great fantastic um so I'll, I'll my last question is going to be how can we support you then you know what, what can we pray for etc and, and what can we do but uh before i do that let me do a quick fire a few quick fire ones uh paul do you have to uh dress differently or wear a beard um, um it's an interesting one um it will depend on where we are in different places a prime for me the only difference is uh, middle easters apparently don't seem to wear shorts that's kind of just a, not a thing that men really do so i'll be i'll be in trousers much more than i would be in the heat normally but um the beard um i mean that happened before this, this but <laughs> I, it has been commented on by numerous people that i already look a little bit mediterranean so um that can hopefully only be a positive <laughs> And what about you, Joe? Is there do you do you change dress sense or anything like that? Where you're going? Uh, so it's just kind of modest dress. So for girls, it's kind of below anything below the knee. If it's skirts, trousers, uh, shorts, things like that. So uh, below the knee and below the elbow, generally. Um, and obviously, just making sure that you're modest. So it won't it won't have to change it dramatically. It's not sort of. Um, we won't have to completely overhaul our wardrobes, but also we are trying to keep an eye out for lightweight linen clothing and 100% cotton clothing and things like that in the Christmas sales to, um, yeah, to stock up on because it is going to be hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Um, uh, another one that's quickly come in again, quick fire. Will you work when you're out there? The hope will be to eventually. So because we're going to be so 
because language is so important and language takes a long while to learn well we're committing the first two and a half three years to full-time language learning um, which means that we won't be working we will just be going to language school having language helpers doing whatever we can um, people reckon it takes somewhere like 3,000 hours to really get to a decent grasp of we're learning Arabic which is a hard language um, and so it's a big commitment of time to start with but most people will say that if you try and do anything cross-culturally without being in the local language it won't last and it won't do very well um, so it's important to commit to it but it does mean that we need to give such time that we couldn't work at the same time at the beginning the hope would be then for long-term sustainability to then transition into local employment um, after that point what that looks like at this at this point we're not sure um, obviously you know we I'm a musician Joe works in the charity kind of in the charity kind of sector so what that looks like translating into that context we will see but that would be kind of the shape of what we'd expect from kind of how our time is spent and at what point we would aim to enter into a work context right right so um I'm, I'm going to come to you to that last question just before I do someone's just texted me and so I think I'll just I'll just address this one um they just asked to say is this wise to be doing this in, in the midst of kind of the pandemic and, and is this is it wise, is this the right timing? And I think my, my response to that would be, well, when is anything that God tells us to do wise? And I put that in, in quotes. Um, when you think about Paul, he was called to go to Rome where he knew he would face certain death and yet God had called him to. So he went there and he did die, but a church was established and planted and he, he, he followed the thing, the thing that God called him to do. Uh, equally, um, Abraham was called to leave his home, all his income, his household, all his kind of uh, yeah, income streams and to go to a place where uh, he didn't know. You know, he had to go. He had to go not knowing. Um, Moses had murdered someone in uh, in Egypt, fled, spent 40 years building a family, income, household, then met God at the burning bush. And God said, you've got to go back to the scene of the crime and, and not only go back, you've got to demand that all the people uh, are let go. And so in that sense, is it wise? Well, on the surface of it, no, it, nothing that you do for God is wise. Uh, not even becoming a Christian really is wise. You, you give up so much and yet you gain so much. And um, so it's, it's on, in the world's eyes, it's probably not particularly wise, but it can be done with wisdom. And, and so going in faith, living our life journey in faith with God can be, uh, can be done with wisdom. And so things that we're making sure that we do is that we're not going alone. We're part of New Frontiers, an organization that have been planting churches for 50 years. And um, there's already the, the place that Paul and Joe are going, there's already a church planting team there that are doing one side. And so they'll be on the ground ready to support we're doing it in conjunction with other churches. And so it's not just, you know, as they've mentioned, there's a whole team going, it's not all by ourselves. We have uh, organizations, the family of churches were behind us um, in, on board as well. So both of that's, that's two massive organizations helping us to, to do this and they're helping us financially, but also with wisdom. And so one of those um, who is taking a big role has got a whole task force who daily look at government uh, briefings and guidance from the different areas where we have teams all over the world. And they've got like a little task force who, uh, and they have levels. And so when it gets to a certain level, they, they will decide whether they need to draw, pull people out or not. And so um, we are certainly 
doing this together in wisdom and uh, and I think all the the many many conversations that I've had with Paul and Joe with the team leaders with those who oversee from an organizational perspective are helping helping to do that and to, to do this well and I, I just yeah I mean on that do, do you feel Paul and Joe I guess well supported in that do, do you feel like um, or do you feel like you're just being flung out to see I think totally. I think we um, we feel a real sense of togetherness in the team. I think we're so appreciative of the the support that we've had from from yourself, like from yourself, Chris, from the elders, um, and yeah, there's there's a lot of people who have an investment in this. Um, who to us, we've had regular contact with for a few years, but we appreciate we'll be behind the scenes to to everyone else. But that's people that we really feel uh, confident in the experience and the wisdom um, and and the kind of the leadership of. People who have done it, people who have been in, you know, people who are familiar with contexts where uncertainty is just the norm and that's not the norm for us. Um, but actually following Jesus in uncertainty is the story of many people's lives. And, um, you know, and so that's, we're, we're hugely grateful for the kind of the teaching and leading of people who have done that, who've been there and, and experienced that and who are able to kind of help us navigate that journey. So, yeah, definitely. So great, excellent. So, last question then: How you know? How can we support you? Uh, what 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 are the things can we do um, as a church and and as people who love you and care for you? What can we do to support you? Um, so, firstly, everyone can pray, and um, we'd love it if you can pray for just all just just I don't know, just remember us and the team in your prayers. And um, you know, at the moment, that looks like a lot of practical stuff, um, and just for you know, just for courage, I guess, and. And the ability to, to handle all the changes that are shortly to come. Um, anyone who specifically really feels God is drawing you to pray for this, we would love you to get in touch with us. If you could, if you'd be willing to be part of a team who will commit to regularly praying for us once we've gone, and that be a kind of self-sustaining thing, we would love you to get in touch with us because prayer is going to be central to this. And um, something that God has really been speaking to us, I think, about in in really contending in prayer for what we're what we're doing and so yeah if god lays that on your heart that you say actually you know long term i want to be invested in prayer in this then please do get in touch with us because we want to draw together you know a group of people from hope church who will be behind this in prayer kind of continually um yeah and lastly um finances uh are a huge are a huge one um you know it might be um that you have been stirred by what it is that we've shared this morning or just through hearing our journey over the past couple of years um, and in order for us to be able to go we do need people to support us ideally monthly um, monthly pledges are really um, beneficial for us to just know like Paul was saying for those first couple of years we are going to be full-time language learning so we're not going to have an income um, so we, we do need that support. So it might be that you've already had that discussion with your family, uh, maybe with your spouse, with a friend and said, actually, I really feel like I want to support Paul and Joe, um, but you haven't yet told us that amount. Or it is that you've had an amount um, when you've been praying, but you haven't taken action and let us know that yet. Uh, well, today is that day, please. Um, we, yeah, we're about 12 weeks away from probably moving now. Uh, it's really helpful for us to have a budget to know how much we're working with um, so that we can start to plan out um, yeah, those kind of practical things. So please, if it is that you have been um, yeah, 
uh, given an amount when you've been praying or it is that you've got one in, in your mind then uh, we do ask that you let us know that by emailing the address that's on the screen now um, just so that we can start to plan things around that um, but if you haven't and if this is the first time that you thought oh maybe I could get on board with this um, then we really do ask that you prayerfully consider how you could support us in this journey um, be it a small amount or a large amount really anything is helpful you know if that's skipping a coffee once a month and pledging to give us that amount monthly or maybe it's pledging to give um, what you've saved on your commute monthly this this year if you've been working from home um, any yeah any amount please don't discount yourself if you don't feel like you can offer much literally um, yeah any amount is is helpful and will really benefit in one getting us there but actually most importantly in us being able to to do what God has asked us to do in this season and to establish a church in this country that we're going to and for his kingdom to come um, as ultimately this is his work that we're going to do it's his church that we're looking to build um, it's not yeah it's not just giving to us it's giving to his kingdom and, and advancing that wonderful thank you um thanks so much for for sharing so openly and, and honestly with us and um, thank you church for engaging and, and getting involved and and so in a second i'm going to pray for you paul and joe and then we'll come back to worship and and then we'll end and uh just before we do then let me just reiterate those things you know uh, as your church pastor come and let's you know, we on the first Sunday of every month, we, we gather together on Zoom. So that's tonight, actually, is, is the next one. And 7.30 to quarter past eight, you can come and pray. And, and I'd love you to, to be to, to get involved in that and to build that prayer support that Paul and Joe were talking about. You can also receive their newsletters and that helps you to pray, you know, because every time you get a newsletter, what I do is I then take a moment to just pray. Um, and that's a good reminder to, to keep praying. Um, and then, yeah, and then you can give. And those two ways that Joe's just mentioned, pledging, pledging monthly is just so helpful. And just want to encourage you to do that. And then also, um, if you want to give a one-off gift, then to help them start out, because you, you maybe your finances are uncertain, you're not sure you can commit to monthly giving, but maybe you want to, you can give a one-off gift. Well, or you can do both. And, you know, that we'll leave that up to you. But that email, churchplantgiving at gmail.com, you can email that, ask any questions and, uh, and, and that will go to Paul and Joe and they'll get back to you. Or if you need to ask a question of us as a church and you can get in touch with uh, office at hopechurchgilford.com and uh, we, will, we will, you know, talk to you. But let me pray and, uh, and we'll worship again. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you so much. Uh, for Paul and Joe, thank you, Lord God, how they are just an inspiring couple to uh, to me and Catherine and, and to our whole church. And and I thank you, Lord God, for uh, your goodness and your grace to them. It's been a it's been a quite an up and down journey for them as it has been for all of us this year. But especially as they get ready to embark on on this amazing adventure with you. And, and I thank you, Lord God, how you have just given them markers all all along over these last few years of just your your hand with them and your steadfastness with them and your you're reiterating to them this call that you've placed them on. And and I pray as they you know commit to these next five years of serving you abroad that. I pray, Lord God, that that would be their story, that they would just know your faithfulness, faithfulness in finances, faithfulness in prayer support, faithfulness in, in people that you send them and, and things they're able to share with people. And, and I pray, Lord God, that 
um, they yeah they would know your 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 presence with them, Lord God, in their home as they set up new home uh, there. And and I just so I just ask you, Lord God, for your grace, for your favour on them. I pray help us to to continually support them, pray for them, and to have them in our minds throughout these uh, next five years. And uh, thank you for Zoom, Lord. Thank you that we can do this and we can connect and, and touch base. And and Lord God, we. We look forward to talking about this again in a few weeks' time and uh, and sharing more about all that you're doing in us and through us and through Paul and Joe. In your heavenly name, amen. Thanks for listening. We're meeting online every Sunday at 10am. Head to hopechurchguildford.com for more information. We look forward to seeing you.